broadcasting live from Xander's Lounge on the plain of New Capenna. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron and Nelson. Also here. And today on the show, we're going to be doing a little bit of a response to some of your comments to last week's episode. We're going to talk about the return of Premiere Play. Uh, which Wizards announced, thankfully, before April 1st. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about their April 1st joke because, uh, weirdly, for when we normally talk about secret layers, um, at time of this episode airing, you will still not yet be able to buy it, so we're actually helpful for once in our miserable lives. Hey. Huzzah. I mean, that remains to be seen. Yeah, that's that's true. There's a chance we'll be helpful. Yeah. of course, before we get into all that, a reminder that this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. The new Capenna pre-sale is live. Pre-order yourself some new Capenna. What we've seen of the set so far looks very cool, and uh, I can't wait to see more of it. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you can you can pre-order it now, and they'll send it out like the moment that they're allowed to and it'll get to you very quickly after that and as always remember you can tell them loading ready run sent me button please and they'll give you a little one inch button and i think we're still on math is for blockers and that's a that's a good one that people have been looking forward to getting again and of course this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run you did this yeah so last week we talked about the Wizards Arena economy stream. And uh, some of you, not everybody, some of you had some choice words in our YouTube comments. And uh, I feel like I want to, well, we've said, we haven't actually talked about specifics, but we feel that we wanted to address a couple things um, because uh, I don't, (laughs) do, 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 do we not get critical enough? Do I not sound annoyed enough? Be careful what you wish for. Welcome to a new segment we're calling Graham Gets Annoyed, except now I'm annoyed with you and your bad faith readings of what we say on this show. I'm over it. <laughs> to the very few people who were like, well, I get that you want to maintain a, a good relationship with Wizards of the Coast. No, they don't control what we say on this show. I think the price of the wildcard bundle is bad, and I said as much. <laughs> I think other stuff they said is bad. Did I say that 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 the stream was a letdown? No, because the stream is exactly what we predicted, which was pretty neutral, right? I don't think anything that they said on the stream was amazing, and I don't think anything that they said on the stream was dire. It was exactly as we predicted, which was they didn't really say very much that moves the needle in either direction i don't think there were some comments that was sort of like loading ready run we only play limited and we don't play constructed also loading ready run here's why i think this is fine for constructed that is a bad faith misinterpretation of what we said we said many times that we only play the three of us at least really only play limited on arena primarily nelson primarily or some constructed um so it's like so we don't necessarily have an opinion on this here's what wizards said factually here's what we think about that and that's the end of it that's not our opinion on it from a constructed perspective that is for you to do (laughs) we were talking about what wizards said (laughs) and if you are a constructed player form your opinion based on what wizard said Someone was like, well, you should have got someone like Vince on the show to come and talk about it from a, from a constructive player's perspective. I, this is uh, Pleasant Kenobi. I like Vince. If you want to hear what Vince has to say, go watch Vince's videos. That's not a dig. Go watch him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to for us to get him on here. To, to We are a different medium. This is just a casual chat. What I wanted to do was talk about all the little minutiae of the stream that the rabid twitter discourse hadn't talked about and people are upset some people are upset that i was not more upset that we were not more upset that the the, they thought the whole stream was a thumb in the eye to everyone who plays arena and that we did not hold wizard's feet to the fire enough on that and i disagree (laughs) like i don't 
perform anger. No. <laughs> I'm, I, I just don't. We've I talked up, about that before, too. I grew up in a house where people did that to get their way. And I'm never going to do that. Yeah. Because there's still restaurants I can't go back to. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm just like, I can't. Uh, the the thing where people are like, you can care about more than one thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of got. I, didn't... I can't get angry about this. I just can't. It's not in. I don't have it in my emotional budget to get angry about the arena economy no on the one hand uh someone criticized sorry preface that rather someone was critical of the several people um that we didn't get more upset about the their comments on the idea of they they don't like uh dusting because that is destructive rather than uh the fun of opening packs they wanted to focus on things that were fun instead of things that were negative uh on the one hand, I didn't say that that was great. I said that was an interesting philosophical take <laughs> because I think that is that is interesting to look at it from that perspective. I don't necessarily think that that's good, and I didn't say that I thought it was good. On the other hand, if you think that wizards should ignore the way that mechanics they introduce into arena will make a player feel, then I think you're missing something enormous. I will give some, uh, I will cede quite a bit of ground that uh, several people um, brought up that uh, I uh, agreed with uh, what Chris Kiritz was saying about um, the feel-bads of dusting, uh, of sitting there with the, the, the analysis paralysis of being, of not knowing what I want to, what, no, not knowing what I would want to dust in exchange for wild cards or in exchange for new cards and how I personally would not like that. And as I said several times on the last stream, I'm a limited player. So actually it doesn't matter that actually you're right. Doesn't affect me. And we also said several times, if they just add more stuff, adding that mythic pack, that's another option. So adding dusting, go for it. Yeah. Fine. Right. Yeah, we, we also did commiserate. Like we said, like, we don't know exactly what this feels like, but it seems shitty. Right? Like I talked about trying to build a deck yeah. without drafting. And that seemed awful. <laughs> and like I yeah, but you know, I did try to commiserate. I don't um, know. I, I feel like people were so again, some, not all, were very keyed up and angry and not unjustifiably in some instances about Wizards' response and took that out on us, I guess? I don't know. I, I felt that a lot of the criticisms that were directed at us were actually not things that we had said. Hmm. So... I think I'm done. The Graham gets annoyed. All right, segment. we're done being annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Was, like, was there something particular you wanted to talk I, about? I with? wanted. To, sorry, I wanted to take the opposite tack and say, like, not everybody seemed to be completely in bad faith, and that I don't mind in general if people have like. That's why I've been trying. Honest critique. I've been trying yeah. to say every time right. some people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So to those of you who were like, "Hey, you did this," and like you said, we're mostly limited players, but we're going to talk about this thing that infects constructed players, and I just wasn't really here for that. Um, maybe skip that episode or like people were asking for a guest and it's like we can't necessarily get Vince or we don't necessarily want to get Vince or anyone else that's like not really readily available to us um, and I think that's a fine critique um, so you know I want to say like if you have something that you honestly feel like we could be doing better I don't mind reading those comments um, those of you who are just mad that the arena economy is so trash yeah I don't really want to read you taking it out on us either yeah. So there was there was a lot. Obviously, every comment section of you know any big YouTube page is going to have a range of stuff and plenty of filth. But those of you who are like trying and like doing your best to sympathize with where we're at, thank you. We Absolutely. see you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Oh no, there was one more thing. I just remembered. Sorry. Oh yes, I did want to address the thing that more than one person. Uh, heard what Cameron said about 
the price of arena versus the price of paper. Yes, that was And it. there was some missed context there um, that I think you and I totally understood when Cameron was talking, mm-hmm. but uh, wasn't actually said out loud like during that paragraph or whatever, which is that like, you know, Wizards of the Coast doesn't talk about the secondary market, but they know it exists. And they're not going to talk about the price of getting into standard through the secondary market or through the, you know, or through the first market, really. They don't really talk about the price of building the deck you want to play with the list of cards that you want to play when you start with no cards, right? Like, if you were just to buy booster packs, it's astronomical. So people don't do that. They buy secondhand cards, but they're not allowed to talk about the secondary market for legal reasons. Uh, um, but we know that they acknowledge or they, they understand it because otherwise the card list from, you know, modern masters wouldn't look so similar to like what the cards cost <laughs> after the reaper. Like when you put them together, you put like the list of cards and like the um, and the aftermarket prices, they always like except for with some notable failures, um, they always kind of line up. Right. Like future site was way too good. And. Uh, the second Theros set was way too bad, you know, things like that happen. But mostly it's like, yeah, if you pay $5 for a booster pack, you know, a thousand times, you end up with $5,000 worth of cards usually, even though one pack gets something or not. Anyways, what Cameron was saying is that, sorry. No, 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 no. I, sorry, my, 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 my watch got a notification and I thought it was something time sensitively important and it's not i didn't mean to distract you i'm sorry no worries no worries i'm I'm wrapping up um what cameron said was watsy needs arena to cost like not that much less than paper magic because they have these conflicting goals Mm -hmm. where they want you to play paper magic that's still their baby right and it's i think it seems like maybe capable of making them more money than arena. Um, it certainly like reaches different people. So they just, they want it to, to, to live. And we're going to talk about OP in a bit. Like they're, they are putting a lot of eggs still into the paper magic basket and they want paper magic to work and they want paper magic to be appealing. So for paper magic to be appealing, one of the pieces of the puzzle is as a new player, you're like, Oh, I could buy into this standard deck on arena or I could buy into it on paper. And they want them to not be that far apart in terms of like expected value. Right. Right. And like, that's that, I th- I'm yeah. I'm trying to yeah, just yeah, like re-paraphrase the, you from last week, right? Yeah. It's not like Runterra where they're like unless I've missed something, Runterra doesn't have a paper game. Yeah, most of the other digital yeah. CCGs don't uh, have paper games, yeah. And what that means is that there's fewer dials to fidget with mm-hmm. yeah. in the economy. Yeah. Unless you also fidget with dials that you don't have a lot of control over in paper economy. Yeah. And, right and like this note yeah and it's yeah. Pr- it's a pretty smart thought because in magic online there's like a physical like bond that keeps the two things together where you can redeem cards on magic online mm-hmm. and arena doesn't have that so it could charge whatever it wants it could be like free all the time or whatever um but arena or Mo- watsi has this motivation yeah to keep it still kind of close thank you yeah sweet so i hope that clears some of that up there were some 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 of the comments were like asking this question more than once that yeah seemed worth coming back to yeah. uh and finally before we move on the actual uh, largest and most frequent piece of feedback we received on last episode was that cam was real quiet uh and we discovered that for whatever reason and we don't know why the gain on his channel specifically was much lower than mine and nelson's mischievous beebles yeah was it after live uh, maybe were you on ben's screamo mic or something no i'm no. yeah i mean Possibly. I don't know what this channel was used gets used for in when the studios and other configurations. I have but, yeah. no idea. Me neither. I also have no idea what happens in this room when I'm not recording a podcast in it. So. Oh, such tales these walls could tell. Right? <laughs> Would it be a fly on the wall of the moon base? Who knows? Yeah. So Would it uh, be the only one? So thank you for that feedback. Um, all right. Moving on to uh, some good news. How long has it been since Wizards has made any announcement that has been... Uh, so unanimously well received uh well not to recent memory that's for sure but they they did indeed announce uh yesterday the return of premier play and people were they 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 said on this day we are talking about the return of premier play and we're gonna there's gonna be an article in the morning and then the afternoon it's gonna be uh blake talking with william jensen 
who's now who's a you know I, I guess former now magic pro uh hall of famer and you know and now is in charge of of the of organized play at wizards and definitely when uh jensen was hired people were like that could be very good because this is someone who's done this before like who's been the in the player's seat before uh you know and but but maybe it's too much to hope that that we'll see sort of any kind of return to to what the system used to look like uh turns out to um to paraphrase bernard black um it's it's very closely modeled on the old system actually i'd go further than that i'd say it's exactly the same (laughs) (laughs) um which is great um so yeah, they they've announced the the return of the Pro Tour. Gone are Mythic Championships. Gone is the MPL. Gone is the different. Uh, what are they called? The the flights, the sparks. What were they called? The oh, yeah, um, the little leagues or whatever. yeah, the little leagues. There's no yeah. rivals league. There's no challengers. There's none of that. the The way it works, it, I'll show you. It's a pyramid. It's very easy to follow. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah. It's 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 a four stage pyramid. The bottom, regional championship qualifiers. Prove your skill at your local scene. Then regional championships. Qualify for the Pro Tour or the World Championship. Then the Pro Tour. Battle against the best from every region. And then the world champs become the world champion. It's it's so easy to follow. Yeah. It's Isn't like, this nice? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like they looked at any major sporting league. <laughs> right. right? And, well... Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty similar to what we had in the last stages of the Pro Tour when it was the Pro Tour. Because yeah. there were PPTQs at your store level, and then there were RPTQs probably a town or two over. As the the, P, the PPTQ was P, Pre, uh, preliminary, preliminary Pro, Pro Tour, Tour qualifier. qualifier. Yeah, so, so those are now an RCQ, a regional championships qualifier. But I imagine they're going to look fundamentally the same. They're going to take place in the, the WPN premier stores, mm-hmm. right? Like the best WN pair stores with enough seats and good lighting. And hopefully these stores will hire a judge. Although somewhere deep down in one of the articles, there's like a FAQ that's like you don't have to hire a judge for these PPTUs or RCQs, whatever. You should. But please, if you're listening. But please do. <laughs> please tell your store owner that like you will, if you're going to play at their RCQ, you want there to be a judge of some kind, hopefully a certified one, maybe from Judge Academy, um, that's going to help run the event and knows the rules of magic. And that's going to make you like their store more and want to buy more things from them, right? Anyways, uh, so... There's that, which is fundamentally the same, gets you an invite to the next level, which is the regional championship. So those used to be called RPTQs or regional Pro Tour qualifiers. And it did it used to vary before too how many invites those awarded. Mm-hmm. And I think it still does. It's depends how many people show up to an RCQ, how many invites it got. Because it's the different regions feed different numbers of players. And also Canada, US and Japan, I think, or or is it Canada, US and Europe? So there's some different treatment. Like, I think we've got a little better here than any other country of our size, basically. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. probably has a little better. Magic is from the U.S. The U.S. often has a little better. But it also kind of has it worse in some ways. Like, American Nationals is like a mini pro, pro tour from the back in the day. Like, just the yeah. competition, the level of competition right, in right, the right. U.S. The is density very, of competition. very high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, if you top eight or top four or top two or win your regional championships, which Mm -hmm. used to be called an RPTQ, you will go to the Pro Tour. But I think also at the... Now they've got these leapfrog things. This is new. So I think if you maybe win the regional championship, you are also guaranteed a spot at Worlds. Or if you... Like there's there's a level where you get to like get two invites. Oh, you kind of get like an uplift. Yeah, exactly. If you like top place one of these championships i think you're invited to the next pro tour and worlds that year yeah and there's there's also ways to stay on the pro tour once you get to the pro tour if you do well enough at a pro tour you continue to stay at the pro tour so if you if you make it through the regional qualifiers and then get place high enough in the regional champs that you make it to a pro tour and you get a record of 10 wins or better then you get invited back to the next pro tour um that's a lot of wins for the for the first season it's uh nine wins to uh to sort of seed the field essentially Hmm. um also you can qualify for the pro tour 
uh, online. You can qualify from Magic the Gathering Arena or Magic the Gathering Online. And if you are at a, uh, say you're a arena player, but you also do well in paper and you go to one of these championships and you qualify for the Pro Tour and then you also qualify on arena, then your invite from the championships uh, passes down to the next to the next player. Oh, okay, cool. So, oh, yeah. So, I like that a lot. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, that's that's. Oh. Yeah, so it's like there's a set like once 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 they decide however many people are going to get invited from a given championship, that's it's going to be that many people, even if people qualify in other ways, uh, which is that's just that's just sort of good. Hmm. Um, so yeah, the the regional championships, regional championship qualifiers. Uh, here are the regions: USA, Canada, Europe, Middle East, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, Australia, New Zealand, China, Japan, and Korea, Southeast Asia, Chinese Taipei. They refer to it as Chinese Taipei in a very like Olympic way for some reason. I don't know exactly why. It's to keep their relationship with China. I know, like, but like wealthy. anyway, right. uh, Brazil. Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean, and South America. Um, so those are the... So there will be qualifiers at stores in those regions, and then each of those regions will have its championship, as I understand it. Now, they haven't announced any, like, um, immediate, like, airfare prizes from the RCQ or anything like that, I don't think, right? There's just... No. When you get to the Pro Tour, there's prizes, but probably still only for the top 32 or 64 players or whatever it is. Like, the money from the Pro Tour probably doesn't go all the way down. I'm not sure if they announced that because uh, the way prize money works in Magic, there's been sort of, like, you know, 2019 was this interesting year of smoke and mirrors where it's like they took the blue envelopes away, and but if, as soon as you make it to the Pro Tour, they give it back, so they, then they could say they're giving away, like, $10 million or whatever when the finances for the Pro Tour and the way it used to work where if you won a PTQ, they would pay for your flight to, to get to the Pro Tour. Um, so it's been a long time since we've had that, and we've just coming out of this, well, I don't know if we're out of the pandemic yet, but like the Pro Tour is back since, or organized play is back since getting shut down at the beginning of the pandemic. So like they maybe don't have to mention that because any announcement was going to be met with a certain amount of appreciation and fanfare right like you know mm-hmm. we're obviously happy to have an organized play program that's not nothing yeah um and the, the simplicity that with this one is nice the regional championship details will differ by region and says the number of invites to the pro tour uh the number of invites to the pro tour the prizes and additional information will be communicated by each regional organizer uh and there, those are all the the regions i just listed and it says there are however some invites to regional championships that are the same across regions so those include store qualifying winners so you can just play at your local store and qualify for your regional championships uh players qualified for the pro tour which is fed by the corresponding regional championship um so you can you get invited to the regionals even if you've already qualified to the pro tour which i guess is interesting but again if you're already qualified for the pro tour and you place high enough then that invite knocks on right maybe maybe you're does it mean that you're invited for the next regional championship? If you maybe that's the last beat maybe maybe that's what that means. Yeah, that might be nice. Uh, members of the Hall of Fame are invited to one regional championship and pro tour per season. Oh my Those, gosh, the Hall of Fame still has benefits. Yeah, those events must be in the same round and cannot be in the same round in which they played in a qualifier. Okay, uh, and then the Magic Online qualifiers and the Magic Arena qualifiers, or sorry, the Magic Online qualifiers and the MTG Arena qualifier. <laughs> I forgot that they have to. That's how they have the branding. Um, anyway. So, so there's nothing in here about Grand Prix or Magic Fests returning. No. Well, th- there's a small mention. Oh, okay. Which is, um, I'm trying to find it, but I, I recall from reading it yesterday, is that they said, essentially, we expect Magic Fests to return. Huh? Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. so, yes, currently no details, but they did say the word, and they did say that, like, that they hope or they expect that that will happen, but it's not really part of this. Like, yeah, this is a different thing. Yeah. Magic fests are not going to feed into the premier play system. Although I guess you could have a qualifier at a magic fest. Mm -hmm. The same way a grand prix was. Mm -hmm. 
for a while there, if you top aided or top forward a Grand Prix, or like it changed and depended on the size of the Grand Prix sometimes, I think yeah. too, but there was a way to qualify for the Pro Tour from the Grand Prix. And yeah. also there was like pro points for the top finishes of the Grand Prix, I think. Uh, yeah, like, back, back when there was a club, right? Yeah, like a Grand Prix always felt like a much more friendly environment. Yeah, yeah well, they're op- and a much open more tournaments. Social one. Right, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, we, we want to have those big gatherings for everybody too, like once... Mm-hmm. It's kind of safe. It sounds like the championships certainly will have that same kind of vibe. Did like they'll there will be like side events and things to do and see at the championship event that's not just the championship, but there's only one of those in each region for each season, I guess. Right. So So maybe you know it's not as frequent as Magic Fests were, but maybe plan on going to your area's regional championship even if you're not qualified. Yeah. Because maybe they'll be like great side of it i mean try to find out first obviously once they announce them and everything so yeah but, here's but that might be the closest thing to a grand prix you get here are the ways that you can qualify for a pro tour be one of the top finishers at the previous regional championship with invites passing down as players earn multiple qualifications finish with 10 or more wins at the previous pro tour uh, magic the gathering online champions showcases uh, the hall of fame thing we already mentioned Players who finish with 39 or more adjusted match points from the previous three Pro Tours rolling. Okay. Okay. So if you can, so even if you have a Pro Tour where you don't get 10 uh, wins, but you do, you are at three of them and you get, you end up with 39 or greater adjusted match points between them, then you still stay on the Pro Tour. Uh, each pro tour, by the way, has uh, says we'll invite approximately three hundred players, and we'll have a prize pool of five hundred thousand uh, dollars. And then Worlds has a has a million dollar prize pool. Uh, and the last way to qualify is the top four finishers from Magic World Championship twenty twenty two receive invites to all three pro tours in the twenty two twenty three season. Okay. So um, the adjusted match points thing is. Uh, adjusted match points are the number of match points earned in a pro tour after a player's first nine match points. Additionally, players who make the top eight get an additional 12 adjusted match points regardless of final standings. Example, a player who finishes 10 and 6 at a pro tour, thus qualifying for the next, would earn 21 adjusted match points. If they then finish 9-7 at the next pro tour, earning 18 adjusted match points, their 39 points would qualify them for the next two pro tour events even if they finish with three or fewer wins at their third Pro Tour, they would still have 39 points over three Pro Tours. If they fail to earn at least 21 adjusted match points over those two Pro Tour events, they would not be invited to the fifth in a row. Right, so you can... There's a bit of stability. Yeah, you right? can chain it if you are consistently putting up decent numbers in the setting of the most competitive uh, you know, magic competition in the world. I'm sure this information is super relevant to most of you watching and listening to it. <laughs> it's not relevant to me at all, but I think it's neat. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it is neat. And it's It's nice to have a goal. I don't know. Competitive mm-hmm. players love the pro tour, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then to seed this season only, um, the 32 players from the 2022 world champs get, oh, they all get to go to the first pro tour. Uh, and then players who finish, Nine six or better at the new Capenna Championship get to go to the first Pro Tour, and there'll be about fifty percent more bonus invites at each regional championship right. to start seeding the Pro Tour. And this this sort of goes on, but we don't need to get quite so into the weeds. I'm just curious, yeah, how do you get to Worlds? Is that that one handy too? The invites for Worlds because I'm trying to remember if the regional qualifiers feed that or not. So 2023, mm-hmm. yes, uh, will feature a larger field than in recent years with around 128 players. Uh, the world championship will feature the following the top four finishers from the 22 world champs players who finish 12 four or better or finish in the top eight at any of the season's three pro tours so if you top eight a pro tour or get 12 and four right then you're going to worlds uh, the top two from each of the three mtgo showcase events uh, players to be determined from magic arena the regional champions, the runner-up from regional championship events in United States, Europe, and Japan. Okay. And the top 32 ranked players that are not already invited to Worlds in the 22-23 Pro Tour, three adjusted match point standings, and all players tied with 32nd place in that standing. Okay. Does that answer what... I forgot your question. 
Yeah, there was a bit there about um, passing down from regional qualifiers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's all cool and good. I'm curious too. I, I don't think it's in this article, but what the dates will be. I'm curious. I mean, we're all curious about the cities, but what the dates will be and how that will line up with the um, rollout of product and what, you know, what formats, because <laughs> there's been various pro tours, you know, throughout history where it was like, this is a super stale format, but sometimes somebody brings like uh, some spicy new stuff. And right. then, and then for a while there uh, in the kind of last days of the old pro tours, it, they were always putting them on like pretty close after yeah well, you know, release like, weekend yeah specifically like theros was like mono blue devotion versus mono black devotion right, right. and it was really early in the game right yeah. like it was yeah, like it was very in october in yeah. or something yeah for sure so those tend to get more views or whatever like people mm-hmm. are more paying they're paying closer attention usually the closer it is to the release of the product before they've maybe the players have maybe decided what they're going to spend their money on to build standard yeah, decks or it was actually really interesting to, yeah because you could also watch the pro tour and decide yeah how you're going to play the next three months of standard yeah exactly so yeah i'm i'm curious about that if they're only having three instead of four they're going to want to space them out somewhat evenly which makes it uh kind of impossible to line them up with the set releases the same way every time mm-hmm. um but sometimes they make up for that by saying like okay the one after the first set release is going to be standard but then the one that's in the middle of a set release like that'll be modern or i think there's pioneer coming up uh yeah one, one of right? the one yeah. of the first ones is pioneer which is exciting yeah mm-hmm. um i have the details for the uh, u.s for the first u.s regional championship because so here's the thing now you need to go to each of the individual organizers websites and find out the greater information there so if you go to dreamhack who's organizing the u.s cycle right um they have the information for dreamhack atlanta magic showdown so the uh the regional champs is invitation only and awards uh uh $130,000 $130,000 pro tour invites and world championship invites in prizes, but they also have open events. They have casual events. They have magic showdown. They have a command zone area. They've got cosplay and art competitions. They're going to be, there's a whole other section it, for commander. Like, is it a full dream hack too? Like dream hack is like a major gaming convention. Like, is there probably like a league of legends tournament happening at it or Starcraft or something? Doesn't, or doesn't say, doesn't say that. No, it's, okay. they're going to have like an artist alley. There's going to be vendors. So like, it's a whole, it's a it's you know very much feeling like a big magic like, fest like a grand prix uh, and they have the um the the prize breakdown so first and second uh is thirty thousand dollars and fifteen thousand dollars and they both get invites to the pro tour and worlds and then as you move through the rest of the top eight uh three to four is seventy five hundred five to eight is four thousand nine through sixteen is twenty five hundred seventeen through thirty second is fifteen hundred and all of those get pro tour invites and then 33 to 48 get 525 bucks and this year only also a pro tour invite and then paying out uh between 49 and 64th place 100 bucks so pretty great tournament if you can get yourself qualified to hit up dreamhack atlanta yeah because the same tournament's not going to give nearly as many invites next year so yeah friday let me know if this sounds familiar friday last chance qualifiers oh nice those are back awesome saturday Regional champs day one, nine nine rounds of Swiss. Sunday, regional champs day two. You got to go at six and three or better. Rounds based on cut size following single elimination top eight. And the format for the DreamHack Atlanta Magic Regional Championship is Pioneer. Cool. That's a lot of magic. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't wait. Oh, and they they also, I thought about tweeting this out, but I, I didn't. Figured there'd be kind of a storm of people uh, talking about this article. But there's going to be coverage for these pro tours. Yes. So, full coverage, which I'm very excited. That's about. very exciting. Like that was mo- to to be clear, full coverage for the pro tours, the pro not tours. the qualifiers. Well, the, the quali- championships. I mean, there could be coverage for the qualifiers. I would but like that's there to up be to DreamHack or, or for the championships. championships for championships. Yeah. I would yeah. like there to be, and yeah. DreamHack has the DreamHack especially has the capability to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like the esports is like kind of what DreamHack does in canada it's being run by face-to-face games and i don't think they have that kind of infrastructure i don't think they've ever done uh like coverage th- uh, themselves yeah um but well, reach out face to face reach out <laughs> yeah we are available for consulting or just doing it <laughs> okay um so yeah that's all really good news i uh i i think especially following what was kind of a lackluster 
update on the arena economy, people had assumed that this would not be good. <laughs> and it turns out um, this is what people were asking for. It's like yeah. you, Honestly, you, you had a the, system that worked. Yeah. If you keep the bar low for all your announcements from Wizards, though, like that's good, just good for your mental health. And if and if me saying that doesn't come across as me slighting Wizards or like, you know, giving them the back of my hand or anything like that, like listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a return to kind of normal. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. PTQs, by the way, were great. Like I remember whining about them when they first came out because I had been running PTQs at Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they had expanded the Pro Tour slot so that like more and more stores and more and more areas could do like one PTQ once a year or twice a year if it was if it was attended enough or whatever. And I ran like three or four actual PTQs where we got to like send someone on a, with a plane ticket to go to the Pro Tour that won the tournament like at Yellow Jacket. And that was super exciting. And then it turned into this thing where, okay, you just have to win this and then that's your invite to the real PTQ that happens in Vancouver once a season. But honestly, those tournaments were great and you could go to lots of them. Every store got to run one. Um, and the level of the competition was nice. I don't know. It was like a little bit less tense, obviously, because you weren't vying for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars in prizes. Hmm. And... I am looking forward to playing and running in these uh, regional championship qualifiers. I just know that uh, the Canadian yeah. regional champs are going to be in Toronto. Well, I think we're getting two. <laughs> aren't we? Yeah. Aren't we spoiled? That's one of the ways we're spoiled. I think we're getting two. I think we're getting a West one. Like it might, there might be one in Vancouver. Really? Isn't there one in Calgary this Calgary. year? There's one Maybe in Calgary, Calgary yeah. and Toronto that face to face are doing. I don't know. Yeah, we bet Canadians show up to these, so we keep getting two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if I was face to face, I wouldn't want to have to haul the equipment. Well, I think I think play. there's November in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, there might be one before then in Toronto. Calgary, yeah. Toronto. Tour weekend. So tour weekends are their bigger three-day events. Although I don't know if that's where the qualifiers are happening. I'm not entirely sure when the... Well, I mean, so the DreamHack one is happening in November. Oh, so, look who's in the picture on Face to Face website. Oh, I know that oh, guy. Yeah. Hey. It's our buddy... Uh, John Jeffries. Yeah. 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 No, that's Ben, isn't it? Ben? Is I think it's Ben, ben Jeffries. Oh. They look very similar. Sorry, Jeffries Brothers. It's one of you. Because, yeah, so the, the DreamHack qualifier is in mid-November. So presumably, whatever event is happening in mid-November in Canada, which I believe is Calgary, um, would be when our we, Canada has our first qualifier. Um, so I guess we'll see. Because there's also face 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 to face has tour weekends and then tour stops, and tour stops are their one day events. Tour weekends are their three day events. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure where everything is hanging out. This though. is even less relevant for most of our listeners because it's just about Canada. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But I have I, I I'm having a lot of trouble deciphering face to face's website. Yeah. Like, if you're still listening and haven't already contacted us to help like stream your event, pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I. I mean. This is very exciting because, you know, I harbor delusions that I'm good at things. But this is just, I mean, personally, this is too much magic for my, like, brain to handle sure. in one event. Because, like, after three or four rounds of, you know, competitive play, I'm kind of just like a wet noodle. Mentally. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going through that, though. Like, the highest mm-hmm. levels of, of competition, like, they get tired and they have strategies where they have to, like, manage their blood sugar and stuff. Like, right, yeah. right, right. So it's not just you. Okay. The face to face. yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> so the like, tour weekends do indeed have the, that is where the tour championships are. They're, the payouts are in Canada are a lot more flat. Oh, really? Okay. First okay. place, world invite, pro tour invite, $3,000. Hmm. Second place, 2000 3 and 4th, 1000 5th to 8th, 750 Still pays out to sixty four. Thirty three to thirty three to sixty four get one hundred and fifty bucks. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, hey, uh, I guess that that's the difference between you know life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and <laughs> peace, order, and good governance. <laughs> Poggers. Magic, <wait>. Poggers. <laughs> Magic players are motivated by invites, though. Like that's the mm-hmm. the main thing is getting to play at the next big stage, right? Oh wait a minute, these prices are in U.S. <gasps> Money. Oh wow. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. So much cash. One hundred and fifty U.S. dollars for placing sixty fourth. Oh man pay off my mortgage yeah <laughs> the, the the exchange rate's not that bad but it is supremely beneficial for loading ready around that mostly we get paid in u.s um, right. speaking of getting paid in u.s you could pay in u.s dollars for a secret layer product are i was we, gonna say yeah are we, i was just I gonna, thought you were gonna transition to card kingdom and i was like i no, screwed up because i give you this 
perfect layup yeah. to spike the Card Kingdom segue, mm. but we do actually want to br- briefly talk about And just one second, because I, I did um, reach out on Twitter just to see what people thought and if they had any questions for us about um, the organized play announcement. And oh, yeah. I, I think we've more or less covered basically everything that people have kind of asked about. One thing I'm curious about, um, uh, Michael Boyd asked, is there anything Magic Esports did well that you'd like to see brought over into the Paper Magic Pro scene and coverage? I liked their staging, back. the old the old um, pro tour uh, staging of like rolling out the stone pattern linoleum and putting a table in the middle of a ring of lights uh, and just one like camera up in the gantries uh, was like a little bland compared to the like black reflective desks and the robot lights and stuff. And I like a bit of I like a bit of theater. Yeah, a little pageantry. Yeah, not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, so I'd like that. Uh, that was nice. Um, Hiring Manny Davuti happened during the Magic Esports, uh, you know, era, and I hope he continues yeah. to be a commentator. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like honestly, I really like their coverage team that they've been using for the championships. So I hope that continues. Um, I don't know. I can't think of. Yeah, I'm not sure entirely what was that much different about the two. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I got I got one other one, which is, yeah. I think actually uh, pretty good considering the state of the format. Uh, can an adult explain to me what Pioneer is <laughs> and tell me why it's the focus of organized play? It's like small modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a non-rotating format that starts with Return to Ravnica and includes all of the standard release sets since then with a different band list. Mm-hmm. So you have like... You know, there's been a bunch of these over the years. Not not, not that many, but um, there used to be Extended, and then Extended was done away with, and we got Modern. There are formats called Vintage and Legacy, where you can play, like, almost literally all of the cards. And Pioneer is this sort of teenager format, where it's, like, it's not just Standard, um, but it's not Modern. It doesn't go all the way back to 8th Edition. Um, it's newish cards. So what is that? Is it a Decade? Is it like 14 years worth of cards? No. God. No, it's is less it? than that. It might be a decade. It might be a decade now. When I did... think was Return to Ravnica. Okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a yeah. decade plus. 11 years but worth it, of cards. It started off with a very like permissive ban list. I think the only cards that were banned right away were the fetch lands. And Oko? You're right. Yeah. Right. Probably. That's, I think Oko probably made it onto the list. Yeah, like, quickly. if not immediately, very early on. It, and it's kind of... Yeah, I honestly don't know what Pioneer looks like because it was a paper format that kind of emerged just a few months before. Just before we all stopped playing paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a cool format, though. Like, there's no yeah. fetch lands, but the mana is still pretty good. And the decks look, some of the decks look similar to other decks that you've seen in other um, Eternal formats or on Arena. And some of them look a lot different. The last time we had big organized play for it, like, there was a, I want to say there was a Pro Tour in Japan. Or Australia? Wow. Or a, maybe there's a Grand Prix in Australia and then a Pro Tour in Japan that was this format. Um, but there was this deck that untapped your Lotus Field. Is that the card? The oh, tap three mana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and then it p- could play. It was after Theros Beyond Death, right? This, this, was like, this was literally like just before the pandemic hit, right? Because Underworld Breach was in this deck. That was yes, the caught new yeah. tech. It was Underworld Breach. Right. And then you made mana with like twiddles that untap your... Tap, mm-hmm. tap for three mana land, right? Um, mm. You're speaking my language. Yeah, exactly. And then, so you kind of storm off. I forget what they actually won with in Pioneer, but you get to cast a whole bunch of spells in the same turn. Right, and then, probably like the Dome Dome or like... Something. Yeah. Yeah. They fireballed their opponent to win yeah, exactly. somehow. Yeah, you, yeah, You make a billion mana and then you just like... Yeah. Um. It might have been Walking Ballista, something like that, so mm. I could, mm-hmm. could block with mm-hmm. it too or something. I'm not sure. But then the other deck that was like fairly hot that I think got hit with the Banhammer was Inverter of Truth with Thassa's oh, right. Oracle, yeah. right? So both. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was a Pioneer deck. And right now I know you can play Grease Fang in Pioneer. You've got Parhelion oh, 2 yeah. and Grease Fang and you, you know, whatever discarded outlets are the best. R.I.P. Of- Parhelion 1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were real. Yeah. <laughs> And so people are people are hitting each other with Parhelions in oh. uh, in Pioneer, and there's always been like a semi decent Green Devotion deck, and this is still a lot of cards, so you can brew like right. you can yeah, have yeah, a pet yeah. deck in Pioneer oh. that probably does okay. I am led to believe that Pioneer is actually a very good format. It's just that 
people haven't really had a chance to yeah. play it. No, yeah, I, I was think, running yeah. the tournaments at Yellow Jacket, and like we had a small following, but like nobody ever really complained about the games. Like I definitely was just happy to play well, Pioneer every week. Got to yeah. get on it now. Yeah. Now, now it's the championship format. Ooh, fun times. Yeah. Um, briefly, before, so we're recording this episode on April Fool's Day. We have no jokes to give you, but that reminded me that uh, Channel Fireball put up an article that was written by Luis Bot Vargas. Nice. Uh, which they claim is an AI bot, but I think might might be primarily James Keating. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but it's just, it's the line, my first article concerns the modern format, a popular format played by many pioneer players. <laughs> <laughs> and in particular, modern Bloodbraid Jund, also known as Boomer Jund, is a deck that... <laughs> Is a deck that plays four copies of Reed Duke and his wife, Liliana of the Vale. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yeah, we're having some fun on April Fool's Day. So is Wizards, by the way, because they announced a secret lair. Um, it's left-handed secret lair. Yes, finally. <laughs> so, um, uh, if you're not if you're not watching, uh, I mean, if you're watching, you'll see it in a moment. If you're not watching, basically, what they've done is they've moved all the card elements from one side to another. So. Um, let's take a look at Cisse, Weatherlight Captain. So the mana cost is in the top left, and the expansion symbol is on the left of the subtype bar, and the power and toughness is on the lower the lower left. And it looks so odd. But the cards yeah. still read the words still read left to right. Yeah. The text being left to right is what, really throwing me. What bugs me actually is that uh all the text in the rules box, uh IMO should have been right justified. Mm. to stick to the other side of the box but anyway right. so it's it's five leg- nah, not legendary creatures it's five things um so you say weather like captain empress galena hey first which, reprint yeah which Excited. yeah cam noticed first reprint since invasion, invasion? yeah she's, she's a merfolk like, noble now yeah weirdo uh edh kind of like uh she she's She's on her way to steal your boyfriend. Yeah, three blue blue for a one three legendary merfolk noble. Blue blue and tap gain control of target permanent. Legendary, legendary permanent. Hey, hey, you, you. They kept her little seal pup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Because the original she was holding like this little dappled seal pup. Maybe the seal pup is Empress Galena and the merfolk is just a Can we see the printing from Invasion? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's it's a very kind of... um, Oh, I don't know. Would this be, you know, it's European nobility mm-hmm. holding holding some kind of small animal. I just realized also the collectors, the collector numbers start at nine 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 and count down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geralt's Geralt's <laughs> right, messenger. That's a good gag. Yeah, Geralt's uh, messenger, which looks very weird. Um. This was from Innistrad, the original Innistrad block, I believe. Good flavor text. Yeah, I also just wish the text from the text box was right justified now too. <laughs> no, this I like this because you look at it and you it doesn't immediately tip off what is wrong. Right. Right, because you look at yeah. these cards and you're like, all the information is there, and your brain is just like, uh, you know, we flip things around all the time. Your brain is desperately trying to piece together what's going on here. It's weird that this like causes the cognitive dissonance to happen or whatever like makes you confused and uncomfortable and a little bit queasy but like just looking at the our show is on friday can you come cards is like not so bad you're just like well this is just a big pile of like pictures yeah, yeah there's yeah. colors and words everywhere but you like know? you know if you threw one of these in front of me and the, the rules text read um if you can read this please wake up you have been in a coma <laughs> for three years we are trying various ways to reach you right oh, i'd be yeah. like yeah oh 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 i get it <laughs> Uh, Rograk, son of Rogah, the zero mana 01 Cobalt Warrior with First Strike Menace, Trample, and Partner. Nice. Uh, and Garrick, Caller of Beasts, with the all the loyalty things on the right side. Oh, just looks right. Just looks right to me. I hope this comes with a mirror image wolf token. Ooh. Oh, it doesn't even make wolf tokens. God. Oh, beast, a green creature. Co- oh. This isn't one of the ones that makes tokens. I'm well, having a hard time. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what that is. Anyway, um, so the uh, the April Fools. This story is made up, but these cards are real, and you can get your own. No, really, take a left at the secret layer sign. You can't miss it. It's the one with our left-handed copyright Dinky Palm print on it. Between nine a.m. Pacific, April eleventh, and nine a.m. May 9th. So there's a April super drop 
forthcoming uh and this will be this will be part of it but this was their april fool's goof so uh the the article is that they were like when magic was originally created it, the plan was to have two kinds of frames one for righties and one for lefties but we couldn't do it then but now we're able to um which is all obviously not true but you know they uh that's that's the fun thing about secret layers is that they can just be like we're just going to do the, these five cards as a goof and uh, if you want them you can get them and if you don't no worries um some people in the subreddit were joking about um secret layer colossal dreadmaw and i i want mm. that to be real so bad it's just it's colossal dreadmaw it's the same art but it's in just a bunch of different border treatments Ooh, it's yeah. like old border old white border future site border uh, current frame like with the black at the bottom but white border <laughs> uh, promo and then full art Ooh, of course yeah, yeah I yeah. want that to be real but anyway um, that I think is everything mm-hmm. so yeah if you want your cards to be real head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR yeah and make yourself an order they'll send you uh, singles including some cards from secret layers if you want because they've got some of those mm-hmm. uh, anywhere in the world and sealed product that's outside of standard anywhere in the world and anything that they sell, they'll sell to you in the US of A. And if you ask them for a button because we sent you, they'll send you a little one inch button that says math is for blockers because sideboarding is the coward's choice. Hmm. I think we've done a button similar to that. Sideboarding is an admission of defeat. That's think. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your very kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. We really do, we really, really do appreciate all of you, whether you are able to directly support us or even if you're just here, no matter what comments you leave, we appreciate you listening. Mm -hmm. That is 100% the truth, and I hope you take that to heart. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I have been Graham, joined by Cameron, Mm -hmm. and Nelson was also here. James is running the board, and Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 